Well, this is definitely a frank conversation here. A Bay Area woman explained her wellness journey. Stephanie A. Wen is using her story to help others now. A few years ago, she finally figured out what was making her sick. It was something called inflammatory bowel disease, or IBD. The problem almost took Stephanie's life. I was already going to the bathroom like 10 times a day. There were days Stephanie says she did not leave the bathroom. And when I say IBD is a mother, it's a mother. Everything right was through. just going through me. I was malnourished. You can't control your bowels. That's embarrassing, right? That's, an, that's embarrassing. You can't, um, it, it's, it's pride and it's ego. Here's what led to her visits. I learned that I had resilience when I lost my daughter. That was in 2010. Then in 2011, Stephanie says she suffered another loss. Planning a funeral for a child and then you have to be strong for the other two children that are dependent on you. 2017, I started getting ill. I started feeling sick. I'm tired. I can't, you know, keep nothing down. They don't know. It's just, it just happened. Mm. And then I started looking up, you know, blood clots in the umbilical cord and um, never had any blood clots in my family. It wasn't a family history. Um, and then the second pregnancy, they put me on blood thinners. So I had to inject myself in my stomach with um, blood thinners. And so then that didn't, but I, in my mind, Frank, I, um, I said, after I found out I was pregnant with the second one, I was like, hey, whatever happens, I'm gonna be all right with it. I gotta be all right with it. I gotta, you know, cause the devastating part was already with the first one. So sure. whatever happens, in my mind, I was saying, I've experienced death, so it can't get worse than this. Mm -hmm. Wishful thinking, because she says experts didn't really know what was wrong. That's when I went back for my six-week checkup, and my doctor said, hey, you know, you have rectal bleeding. So I'm like, oh, maybe it's from me, you know, when I was pushing it during delivery, you know. She said, no, nah, this isn't from, you know, pushing. This is, like, you have a tear. Yeah. And that's, that's what started the first colonoscopy. And she said, well, you have a fissure tear, um, and it just it needs to heal over time. So she prescribed me uh, some foam, and then, that, then it went away. And then fast forward 2017, I started feeling like it was one day my son and I were at brunch, and I went to the bathroom, and um, he kept calling me. He was like, Ma, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm coming. Just give me a minute. And so when I went to the bathroom, I'm just thinking that I had to go to the bathroom. But when I got up, Frank, it was like red, like a stop sign, like someone stabbed me. Mm. So I knew something's going on, something's not right. But I started feeling like lightheaded. I started, I got real cold. I started getting cold chills. That must and have been horrifying. It was like, I didn't know what was going on. So we lived not too far from the restaurant. And so when I got home, same thing happened. So I said, I'm going to the doctor. First thing, that was on a Sunday. It was like, Monday, I'm going to the doctor. Like, I, they got to see me. And so I went to the doctor. My primary at the time was like, hey, um, you need to, I said, hey. I, and then I started getting these big lumps under my arms. Mm. And yeah, I was like, notes. I was like, something is wrong. I said, I have these lumps under my arms. Can you check? And she was like, you just need to stop using deodorant. And I'm like, 
no, it's something going on. I think I need a colonoscopy. And I'm, I have bleeding when I go to the bathroom. Yeah. Or the urgency to go. And that's when um, we did a colonoscopy and they found it. That's when they said, okay, you need to stay away from anything with the drive through window and toilet paper. And we'll see you back um, once the biopsy results come back. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll have a conversation. So at that point, Frank, between me coming out of the um, recovery from the colonoscopy and the checkup six weeks, the, well, the four weeks checkup, I started going on this research about, you know, eating healthy, eating clean. What are the best diets out here so that I don't have to go through this? I started looking at keto, paleo, like paleo, I think that's how it's pronounced, and vegetarian. I did plant-based. I mean, and I was doing good. Like, I was cooking. Um, my dad started a garden. And so I even went to a nutritionist, and she was like, hey, you need to take these supplements. Mm. Um, you, need you need to add uh, chlorophyll, chlorella to your, your diet. And um, But what I didn't tell them was, I was already going to the bathroom like 10 times a day. Oh my goodness. So when you incorporate chlorophyll with spearmint in it, it makes you go even worse. So one day I must have went to the bathroom like 20 times. No. It got to the point to where um, I, I made a pallet in the bathroom because I, I was too tired. And so your digestive system, it's like the main, it's like the engine to your body. Yeah. It, I mean, if it's out of whack, everything is out of whack. Yeah. I mean, my heart, would, my heart would beat so hard. And my doctor was like, you're not sleeping. You, you can't Wait, be sleeping. You can't, no. And I'm like, no. He's like, I know you're not. Because your heart rate, my heart rate was like 125. Mm. And he was like, I'm just sitting here looking at you. I could see your shirt beating fast. Oh, my God. I mean, it was like, and I'm like, how does he know I'm not sleeping? Because I'm going, I'm up. Eventually, a specialist diagnosed her with Crohn's disease. That explained all the abdominal pain. And she said, hey, you know, you have abscesses that have grown. So I had rectal abscesses. And so she said, we have to remove them, but we have to remove them like in increments. So I had to go and have surgery the summer of um, 20, 2017. We did a surgery, then we had to come back. So June, then we had to do one in August. Mm -hmm. And then she said, sweetie, um, this looks like Crohn's. She said, I'm 100% sure this looks like Crohn's disease. She said, you need to see a GI doctor. You gotta go see somebody because she said, that's not my specialty. She said, but when I look at your bum, it looks like Crohn's. So she said, when I did the biopsy, she said, your bum is, it's like it's angry. It's so red, like you're inflamed. And so I went and my, my primary referred me to my um, GI doctor and then we started the process. And literally at that moment, my mom had to like, it was almost like she was carrying me in the, um, the doctor's office because I could barely stand up. I told her, I said, Mom, when we leave here, I need you to take me to the emergency room because this I'm, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. She was like, step, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. We're here now. Like, and, and the doctor was like, Miss Wynn, I've been waiting on you. 
It was like he was, he was waiting for me so we could start this, this healing process, you yeah. know, the treatment process. And so um, he said, listen, I need you to, I told him everything that I've been to this doctor. They told me, to, he said, listen, you're not seeing nobody else. Yeah. I need you to do this. And everything that I tell you to do, I promise you, you're going to get better. But it's gonna take some time because you're really you're really sick right now. And you didn't have time to waste. I didn't have no time, Frank. I'm I'm Frank. When I tell you, no time. I had to do everything that he said, and I did it. I did it with poise. I did it with resilience, and I did it afraid because I had never had cat skin with contrast. I didn't. I've never had. You know, I didn't know more than just the normal visit, annual, mm -hmm. your annual visit. And so these things that I, I had to get a TB test, I had to, you know, we had to, before you get on a biological medication, you have, there's a, there's a process and everything is a process. So you have to get lab work. You have to go and do this. We have to check your levels to make sure that this medication is going to be right for your body. Mm -hmm. Nobody else's custom fit, custom fitted. And so that's what we did. We had to make sure that it was custom made for me. That started the process of infusions. Stephanie started taking all kinds of medication, something that promised results, but also side effects because her body would swell. A lot to handle, and Stephanie was then laid off. Even so, she kept up with vision boards and slogans. She journaled and eventually wrote a book for folks suffering just like her just piecemealing all the costs for care along the way. So I had a corporate job. I was making really decent money. And um, when they laid me off, I had no insurance. So you have COBRA, but the COBRA is so, it was Expensive. like $800 a month. Yeah. And so I, was, I, I just started, I said, you know what? Let me contact Blue Cross Blue Shield. Yeah. So, cause that's the insurance I had with the job. So I'm like, okay, let me contact them to see if there's something, man, let me tell you, they saved my life mm -hmm. because they offered me, you know, I was able to get the Obamacare at like $40 a month. Yeah. So $40 versus, versus 800. I mean, and then my goal, my mindset was, listen, I don't care what primary doctor, I can get a primary doctor. I just need to make sure this GI doctor is on this plan yeah. because that, in my mind, I was like, I need him. I, I gotta get my treatments, right? Cause that's my men mentality at that time. And then um, sure enough, he was on the plan. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, I can continue this treatment. And the problem is though, um, I, I was able to get the treatment and I had tools in place like disability. Um, and so um, some people don't have it. Yeah. So that's what I was telling my mom. Like they taught me how to, hey, take out this uh, long-term disability or short-term disability or FMLA in the event that you may need, you never know. Yeah. You know, and I'm yeah. like, I'm glad I did that because yeah. it helped. It all you know, came together. It all came together, but think about the people that it doesn't come together yeah. for. Yeah. Those are the folks, when you say you have to block out the noise, because when you were going through this, there were a lot of people saying, well, who needs this kind of care? These are lazy mm -hmm. people right. who, you know. Mm -hmm. And you're like, 
I want to work, but I can't. I can't. And now I officially can't because I'm right. no longer on their roster. Right. I'm no longer employed. Right. Right. Um, so when did they rule out Crohn's and and label it what it is that we know it to be now? So once I had the testing, I went. I had the CAT scan. I had an endoscopy done, and then I had a colonoscopy. So my GI doctor he ordered all of these tests to make sure that when we sit down and decide on the medication, we we had all the numbers, Every we painted the picture, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, it was once all of those came back and the um, results came back from the colonoscopy, and that's when he broke it down and he said, hey, listen, you have Crohn's colitis. And so in my large intestines, it was like severe inflammation, like chronic inflammation. Sure. Like my large intestines was red, like a stop sign. Mm. And then my lower colon, it was red. There was inflammation in the lower colon, colon too. And so um, he just said, we just started a plan of attack. Hey, this is what we're gonna do. We started out, I think it was every four weeks in the beginning getting infusions and just to see how my body would react to the treatment. And then over time, is now every seven weeks. And so um, every seven weeks, I have to contact the pharmaceutical company to make sure that because the the infusions are so expensive that, you know, I have insurance, but I'm underinsured. Yeah. So I have to pay 20% out of pocket. So every seven weeks, I'm on the phone two hours at a time, sometimes three hours, you know, trying to make sure that my medication is mailed to my doctor's office. Um, so that I don't miss a, a um, infusion treatment plan. That's a full-time so job. It's, it's a full-time job. And so when the frontline workers, the infusion nurses at the doctor's offices, they don't have the time because they have to focus on other patients. That's why she started the Stephanie A. Wen Foundation, a resource for people who are struggling to find help. But think about the patients that don't have the drive that I do or mm -hmm. the resilience that I do. They're overwhelmed. They're wore down. They're They're just... I just want to feel better. Stephanie will still have to keep up with prescriptions since this is a chronic condition. Also, you can find all the resources on her website. It's at stephanieawinfoundation.org, a great resource. Check it out. And you know we do these conversations bi-weekly, so check out the previous episodes. But until next time, take care of you and yours, and have a good one.